Today is Monday, June 3rd, 2019, and this is Radio Wave. Broadcasting across the world from the Radio Wave studio at Caritas of Birmingham, you're listening to Radio Wave. Tonight, a friend of Medjugorje is joining us across the ocean as he speaks to the Caritas Pilgrimage Group about Our Lady's June 2nd, 2019 message. And this group has had many touching moments with Our Lady and their experience in Medjugorje. And we do have openings for some of the pilgrimages for the rest of the year Our pilgrimages do fill up very quickly, so if you are feeling the call to go to Medjugorje this year, it's important to act quickly, and you can do so by going online to medj.com, and you can click on Request Pilgrimage Information, or you can call in the U.S. 205-672-2000, again, 205-672-2000, and dial to extension 218 or 219 for more information. And so joining us now... From the village of Medjugorje, here is a friend of Medjugorje. Do you realize how much you cheat yourself by having cell phones and sending messages? Used to, letters were awaited on from people, and they loved to receive them. World War II, World War I, Civil War. There's beautiful letters that have been written from the battlefronts to the home front, and from the home front to the battlefront. Do you know how much these people longed and waited for these letters and what these letters meant to them? And the writer of it put their whole heart into it. And we see these people still save these things. They have them stored up. People pay a lot of money for these Civil War letters. And there's beautiful stories with them. There's a real message to it. But what happens if you have somebody on the battlefront writes to the home front and they don't think much about it? Even worse than that, what if they don't even read it? Because I'll read it later, or when I get to it. They didn't do that. They longed for it. But if the battlefront writer wrote to the home front, what do you think they would feel from the field of battle that the letter was not even read? Sad. We're anticipating these letters. We pray in preparation for days in advance of them, the Caritas. We're waiting at the mailbox. That's what you should be doing. They are the most important letters given in the history of the world. And people will lament and how little they followed them and how little emphasis they put on them when the time of grace is over because we have lived in a moment of history that cannot be regained. Do you realize 
that we've lost this whole contact of writing letters, much through electronics and through computers. We don't have this anymore. Do you realize Our Lady is writing something from the heart? She's burning in her heart. She's got a fire in her to change the direction of the world. And she sends you a letter on the 25th and the 2nd of the month. How many people are waiting for that with the same sentiments that she's given that letter to you? And how sad it is that many people have come to Medjugorje. They go home. They may read the message a little bit. And then they wander off. And they well, it's always there. I can go look anytime. After all, it just says the same thing. I don't want to hear anymore. You break Our Lady's heart. She's given the world what it needs to correct itself and to be healed and to triumph. Our Lady has one restriction in saving the world. She's not allowed to do it. We have to do it. She has to do it through us. Our Lady's words are her instructions. She's teaching us how to love. She's teaching us how to fight. And yet, very few people compared to the numbers coming to Medjugorje get into the message. And then what do you think about those who suppress it? Those who don't want it out there. Yes, there's people in the Medjugorje world that doesn't want the message out. Because it's one more thing to review for the church to prove it. They see it as dangerous, actually. So Our Lady came today and gave this message to you as an individual. It's a letter from the home front, heaven, to the battlefield of earth that's taking place. It's giving instructions. It is showing us what to do, how to react, and how much love is to be put into that. These are letters twice a month, the 25th and the 2nd, which is today, that gives everything we need from love itself. This time of history is not coming back around again. If you get off the merry-go-round, if you're not on the train, just bracing by and stay on it, you will miss history and you'll be remembering that when you were called August 25th, 1997, Kennedy moment. I'm in the hayfield with the boys and I gave a message that says now, which I already told you the other day, now you don't understand, but soon will come a time when you will lament for these messages. But why is that? Why are we going to lament for this? Because in a time of grace, we could have implemented these things. We could have changed our life. We could have changed our direction. But we didn't do it because tomorrow, always tomorrow, I'm going to get around to that. I ain't speaking to you in real time for you to act in real time. When she says it, you better do it. But she's not saying that with a switch. We know we were in trouble because we had a lot of privet switches growing around our house when our mother said, go get a switch. And we know we should pull all them leaves off, and we know we're going to get it. So our lady is not that way, but my mama is. <laughs> and so she wants us not to be switched. She knows if we don't follow these things, there's justice coming. And we are more responsible than everybody else. People who do great sins are far less accountable than us in our small sins. As we grow with Our Lady, we're more responsible. And so a lot of weight is on our shoulders. And you think, well, I'm old, I'm retired, I, I get Social Security, I don't have to do this. I get No, Our Lady says no one is too old. She just said this a few months ago. 
You're not too old to do what I'm asking you to do and start to be part of the plan. It breaks our lady's heart to wait a whole month on the 25th, and a whole month for the second month to deliver something that she can't wait for you to see. You, she can't wait for you to read this. And you just think about a Dear John letter to the war front. Wow. So she does the ambience. She's making a bomb, a cannon go off. And then you get a Dear John letter. What do you feel like that? Our response, thank you for responding to my call. Our response to this message, I like this, Mary, I'll do this. You asked me for a fast today. You asked me for prayer. I'm going to do that. Today I was thinking about inner renunciation. Sunday's the day you can eat and do this and whatever. Eat pasta here, too. Three or four times I'd practice that and league with the message. So the message, you haven't got the message yet today. Y'all want to wait till tomorrow? No. Why are you so curious about it? <laughs> when you hear these words, they're not words. These things are something permeated in the history of salvation. It is biblical. Theologians said that's heretical or not doctrinal. It's biblical in the sense that it's telling us about Bible through these private revelations, about public revelations of insights that we don't have now and we haven't had. And she's here to explain the Bible and how to put the Bible into real life through these messages. Because we live radically different than everybody in the past history since Adam. Nobody's had the things we had to deal with. So I'm going to let Joan read the message real quick, real slow. Our ladies, June 2nd, 2019, message to Mariana on the Day of Nonbelievers. Dear children, only a pure and an open heart will make it such that you may truly come to know my son and that all those who do not know his love may come to know it through you. Only love will make you comprehend that it is stronger than death because true love conquered death and made it so that death not exist. My children, forgiveness is the most exalted form of love. You as apostles of my love must pray that you be strong in spirit and that you could comprehend and forgive. You apostles of my love by understanding and forgiveness are giving an example of love and mercy. To be able to comprehend and forgive is a gift for which it is necessary to pray and to nurture it. By forgiveness, you are showing that you know how to love. Just look, my children, how the Heavenly Father loves you with a great love, with understanding, forgiveness, and justice. How He gives me, the mother of your hearts, to you. And here I am among you to bless you with a motherly blessing 
to call you to prayer, to fasting, to tell you to believe, to hope, to forgive, to pray for your shepherds, and above all, to love without limits. My children, follow me. My way is the way of peace and love, the way of my son. It is the way that leads to the triumph of my heart. Thank you. What stands out the most in this message to you? Forgiveness. Everything about the cross is forgiveness. You say it in our Father. Forgive me as I forgive them. Do you do that? Are you harboring something? Where is forgiveness needed most in your life? What is the greatest institution that God has created? Family, marriage, children. And that's where most of the hurt is coming from. That's where more death is. And that's where death ends up from. It's always between the relationship of the mother and father to the children. We don't have to fix countries. We have to fix individuals. We prayed for our country. My whole thing with Medjugorje was praying for the United States of America. We began to realize that when Maria came... And our lady chose to appear in the bedroom, which blew us away. We thought it was going to be at a church. We knew the church would do. We'd go every day and go to the apparitions. We went there. It was cold as ice for the first mass. I felt it shouldn't be there. Maria felt it shouldn't be there. One of my aunts and uncles was there. I said, they didn't feel it. My mother felt it. My wife felt it. So we came back. We didn't really know what we'd do. And Maria walks in the bedroom. Father Slavkov had given the cross. Most of you know the story. She said, apparitions will take place here. My wife and I, she's standing right there by the bed. My wife and I look at each other like, that bedroom. It's natural now because it's happened. It's history. But to think it's going to be in a bedroom, we wanted people to come to that. And now we had easily over 100,000 people going through our bedroom. Many, many conversions. But why did she do that? Because we wanted our nation healed. And I didn't understand it at that time. And we asked her to go outside because thousands of people showed up. They're all around the house. They're everywhere. And so our lady says... After three times she turned us down, like going outside, we quit asking. And then one day, our lady says, tomorrow I will appear at the tree. I'd already been praying at that tree. I'd already consecrated with my wife and two children at that time, three children. We don't know. I don't know why I did that. We joined our hands around it and says, all who see this tree see God in it. My wife and I walked up. We had a picnic out there. There's somebody else on the property. And she said, why would you say that? I said, I don't know. God will put things in your heart that you don't know why you do it at that moment, but it comes to realization later. So one day, she goes out there. We literally, you, you might think this is impossible. The events of a lady appearing in the bedroom was, was, was so overwhelming, so big. We didn't know that next day was Thanksgiving. It was the furthest thing from our mind. Thanksgiving is as big as Christmas, really, basically, in some ways. For our country, our people give thanksgiving to God for the blessings and the nation we live in. And it's owned by the United States. Canada has theirs. Other countries have their thanksgiving. Our day was November 24th, 1988. So here we are, and we go out there, and our lady has this apparition. She marks a spot. After that, for the rest of the three months, it was all in the bedroom. 
We didn't know till our lady left for a couple of years, two or three years, we started realizing that the bedroom is the healing of the nation. The tree represents the nation. Your nation can't be healed if the family can't be healed. The family can't be healed if there's not forgiveness in the family. And if the family is pure and it opens the heart, you have less scars in the family. We have a messed up, scarred, tore up, destructive family structure today. People don't know their roles. They don't know how important their roles are. The society teaches us that the husband and wife are the same in authority. This doesn't work. It can't work. It can't work with a pilot and a co-pilot on a 747. One's got authority, one is doing the other direction. It can't work managing just a simple store or a CEO or a company. You got a president and vice president. It can't work on the Supreme Court. That's why we have nine instead of eight. If they have four and four, are always fighting each other. You got to be able to go one way or the other way and make a clean decision. All authorities from God, we have struck authority away from the family. We got two parents teaching children authority. How does that work? It doesn't. And the authority doesn't have to be perfect, it has to be obeyed. So if your children are learning authority from the father and from the mother, who's teaching obedience? I know this may choke you, but it's true. If a children see the dad's given authority, the wife obeying that, then you're given the proper lessons to obey the policeman or the school teacher or the boss or everybody else who's in authority. We have nobody teaching obedience today. Nobody. It's very rare. All authority is from God. So this has been struck from the family. How to change your husband explains that and how serious it is. Uh, I know somebody, Joan, was telling me somebody on this trip had a really beautiful story about how to change your husband. Last script. Incredible story. She realized she destroyed the whole family, right? She discovered the solution to how to change her husband. There's a letter, I think it's in How to Change Your Husband, from a nun whose parents divorced 25 years before. And after reading the book, she says, now I can be healed. I understand why, what happened. God's authority, me as a father, me as a husband, is not grabbing something that I don't have. God gave it to me. You have to come aligned with me with it for the sake of the kids. Somebody exercising a decision and someone going to that and say, okay, we'll do it. That brings peace. That brings harmony. It may be tough to understand in the way we have been raised and what we learn in the culture. And you say, well, my husband's abusive. I got a whole chapter on that. Because there may be a boss that your children may have 25 years later than they grew up that the boss isn't good and yet they still have to go through the authority. So I'm just saying a little bit about the family because the war zone is the family. And it's nuclear right now. And we've got a lot of problems, a lot of regret. And many times people find out too late about these decisions because we have a lie that we do. We go along that everybody can't tell me what to do, can't do that. A Protestant minister came into our place one time and he said, who's in charge? I want to know because he was going to speak to us. And he found me, he says, what do you expect from me? And I said, well, what do you want to do? He says, well, I always go. This is your place. What do you expect from me? He came to submit to me. If we do this and we start being obedient, the decision of our directive of authority is not where the fruit comes from. It comes from the harmony of obeying that. And what comes from that, that fruit 
what is the most delightful to God is obedience. Our Lady was obedient. Jesus was obedient to God the Father. And he even questioned him at one time. Not doubt. He says, please let this cup pass me if it's your will. But not my will, your will. Jesus didn't want to do that. His flesh didn't. But he wanted to do God's will. And he's God. So this whole message right here is the nucleus of the center of the nation and the state and the family and the bedroom. I never could have hired a treasure husband if a lady had not appeared in our bedroom. What happened in the pattern, I was like, the mother of God's in our house. We hold maybe one apparition. And to me, that was not worthy of us to do this. And immediately they started speaking. Immediately they started showing geographically she was at the spot. There's only two places in the world that Our Lady has marked. Medjugorje and right there in Alabama. She started doing things. Two apparitions in one day. Messages every day. Many, many miracles. Many conversions. And to this day it's the same way. The grace is there. Maria started coming to me about doing this and doing that. I said, well, ask Our Lady. And Maria kept coming to me. And I was bothered by this because who am I to tell the mother of God, let's go do this, or we'll go do this, or let's have this time. And Maria kept coming to me, and some of that messages, I started realizing that they were looking to me for things. And I rejected it because I thought it was ego, like, you know, I got the mother in the house. I never had that kind of thought. But I didn't want to go there to think that. And slowly, over time, it began to realize that Our Lady was submitting to me. That's scary. And I rejected it for probably the first month and a half. And it kept getting so evident what he was doing. What do you want? You're the father of the house. You're the authority house. I submit to that. And that gave me the concepts into my heart about being able to write how to change your husband. Because I'm nothing but dirt, a sinner. And here's the mother of God who am I that the mother of God comes to me? But Elizabeth said the same thing. So you have authority as a man and a husband, as God the Father. The woman has authority. And it comes through the man. And it's given by God. It's not bypassing the father to the wife. And if you can't get this right, you can't get the family right. Because children need to learn how to respond to authority. Even if your husband is a drunk. Ronald Reagan's dad was a drunk. They moved every year a couple of times. He took many jobs. But the wife, the mother, showed so much respect to him. And always talked good of him. Put him in the best light. Your dad's doing his best. He's just got this problem. And Reagan learned how to obey. Reagan learned and had wisdom. So you're not looking at perfection. The perfection is how you obey what structure is over you. Now, just because you're a woman and you're not married and a guy comes to you, you don't, authority's not over you. You bind it into a contract that God shows you. This is how I'm going to dispense these things. And it doesn't mean the woman doesn't have wisdom. Look at Esther. She's in the book. The king gave her everything and she wouldn't take it. The Bible says, you look to your husband as your Lord. And another thing, I think it's Ephesians. Or Timothy, when it says the woman submit to the husband, but it also says for the husband love the wife. And you know what it says after that? Who said who was that? What does it say after that? As Christ loved the church. There's something else in there. It's very important. And she mentioned it today. 
love your wife and purify her. A man knows what she needs to be dressed with because he knows how other men think. Dear children, only a pure and open heart will make it such that you may truly come to know the Son and all those who do not know love may come to know it through you. Harmony, a family together, respect of each other, despite the faults, forget those, go to structure, operate within that, and peace flows in, and there'll be less to forgive. Our Lady prepped you for this. Did you say anything about this, Joan? Good. I didn't want you to take the thunder away from this. <laughs> June 6, 1985. Have you all heard this message? Dear children, during these days, people from all nations will be coming into the parish, and now I'm calling you to love. Love, first of all, your own household members. You got this going up the cross between the rosaries. That's your message. That was your first message. And here it is, three or four days later, our lady comes and gives a message about forgiveness. And it's about family. It's about all these things. Then your second rosary. You got a message that said July 24th, 1986. By your own testimony, help those who do not know how to live in holiness. Therefore, dear children, let your family be a place where holiness is born. What do you think about with God? Obedience. Obedience by the father, obedience by the wife, obedience by the children. Proper exercise of authority makes that string go all the way through. We have such destruction that many, many people wish they could change what happened in their life after they lost a loved one. And you all have this, or maybe a loved one that you want to long to see and see again and be with them. What a tragedy of having to go through the rest of your life wishing that you had that where you could be with them again. And this is the things I always talk about, lamenting, not following the messages. And many of you go through your life, you, you have your husband, somebody was just telling about my husband, there was an Italian woman on the mountain, she started talking to me, she recognized me. And people don't want to be, a, they don't want to be in heaven by themselves. They don't want to think that I lost my spouse, my children, or whatever to hell, or even purgatory for a thousand years. And so reflect on those in your life where forgiveness in the proper way, being while they were alive, or even now, those who may die, not in the state of grace, you don't want to lose them. So this is a moment to contemplate those things.
These can be anybody's words here. You know, a loved one, a spouse, a children, a family friend, somebody you grew up with. Our ladies here tell the same thing with us. I don't want to be here without you. I, in other words, I'm in heaven, but I want you. I am there. Please believe. All right, he's begging this because we're the contact directly her being here in the time of grace that many, many people, not a thousand, 10,000, hundreds of millions, billions of people will become in contact with people who come to Missouri. And so they said, through you, we talked about the 25th message, for you, I'm leading, and through you, I lead others. It won't be like this, what we're experiencing now, getting a message from her. You're going to be the people who say so. When that sound appears on the mountain... And you bump into somebody who comes after that and see that physical sign that's going to last to the end of time. And it's going to be prophetically told before it happens three days what exactly it's going to be. No armaments can destroy it. And you bump across somebody across there. You was here before this happened. Tell me about it. Your history. You're part of eternal history. You don't think they said, what was it like? What was Mexico? Is that what was you? Same thing with Jesus. He was in Jerusalem all there. In and out, three years. Many people saw him. Then he gave time of the day. The shoe cobbler on the corner. The blacksmith down the road. They went to Peter. They went to John. 
What was he like? What are you talking about? We, he talked right across from your shoe store. Well, why didn't you listen? I was busy. I had my living. I had to do these things. You know, I just thought it was another prophet again. There's just another apparition. This is just Fatima. This ain't no Fatima. This ain't no Guadalupe. This is no Lourdes. This is it. This is the finality of Mary. It is over after this. But it's not over after this because she will be here in a new way than ever before. And she said it today that way. Our lady goes and says, Only love will make you comprehend that it is stronger than death. What? Love. Because true love conquered death. You see, yes, that's Jesus Christ. But you're to do the same thing. To be with your loved ones. Like this song just talked about. I want you to be there. But it's not your harping and preaching to them. It's your witness to them. Or if they're over you, it's your obedience to them. Or just exercise of your authority over them. True love conquered death and made it so that death not exist. Does it say death does not exist? They translate these literally. And it's better that way. It's not smooth. But you don't know what that might mean being directly, literally interpreted to what the Holy Spirit can do 20 years from now in the same words you're hearing right now. It'll be different. So we never change it. We never add something. We never smooth it out. You hear in the Old Testament, the charioteers went into the sea following the Jewish. The charities, the charities. It's an awkward sentence. It's like five times the charities and the chariots. That's what's supposed to be there. It's not written by intellectuals. Our intellectualism is said that way for purpose. This is said this way for purpose. That may mean something different later. My children, forgiveness is the most exalted form of love. Wow. The most highest prayer is Mass. Is she contradicting something? My children, forgiveness is the most exalted form of love. Your love for another. What is love? What's the definition of love? Preferring the need of another before your own, or as opposed to your own. That's true love, always. Jesus didn't look at his death. He didn't think about that. He preferred this rather than death for everybody else. And there's two meanings there. He gave his death so it won't exist because he died. And that's the most exalted from our love, and that is the Mass. That's what it's about. But you carry that into your life throughout the day, preferring another needs before your own. It's not always easy to do. Mariana told me once that Our Lady never in her whole life put herself first. Every situation, she was second. Try to do that for a day. Just one day. It's amazing. My children, forgiveness is the most exalted form of love. You, as apostles of my love, must... Our lady doesn't say must a lot. She says you must read the Bible. You must pray in the family. So must is really kind of a rare word she uses. She's used it, but it's not like thank you for every responding to the call. Because she always says, I invite. I'm showing you this. You, as apostles of my love, must pray that you be strong in spirit, that you could comprehend and forgive. What's this word comprehend here for? It was already up there before. 
Make you comprehend that it's stronger than death. True love conquered death. If you don't comprehend something, to comprehend it, how do you do it? You have to pray. Our lady says, you do not comprehend my messages. You must pray to understand them. Well, they're the first grade messages. There's nothing with big words like George Weigel writes, the intellectual Catholic guy who hated Trump with 25 other guys. But everything, if I read it, he's got all these words that show how intelligent he is. I think it's not that way. Everything's simple. Everything's easy to understand. And that's why a lot of theologians and people reject this. It's not intellectual enough. It's an ingenious way to speak to us because it speaks to us many, many different ways. So what he says, you have to comprehend. To comprehend, you have to forgive. If you're not forgiven, you're not going to get the grace to understand anything or understand why your family is falling apart or why this situation is. People are in prison through unforgiveness. What was the preacher I quoted about? I wanted to destroy my enemy is what he was talking about. I wanted him in prison, something like that. And he says, I realized that he put me in prison and put me in jail, basically. It's based on forgiveness. It's much better than what I'm saying. I'll look it up and give it to you because it's a a beautiful quote. Because he realized through unforgiveness that he was imprisoned. He was locking himself up. So no matter what your enemy or whoever has done what, That's it. Did you hear it on the radio? You was listening to a Protestant? You was listening to a Protestant? Cause he's... No, I wasn't. I don't who. Yeah, well, I was listening to a Protestant preacher. That's where I got it from. Yeah, I always credit somebody else to do it. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expect the other person to die. Incredible. A wife has authority. And it comes through God the Father, through the husband, through the wife. And the children have authority. If you're telling your husband to shut up, the kids will tell you to shut up. You lose your authority. It works that way. That you be strong in spirit, that you could comprehend and forgive. You apostles of my love, by understanding and forgiveness, are given an example of love and mercy. There's going to be people that are give you things in your life that you will be thinking one little thing that they made a change in the way you live, the way you think. And it's good to reflect on this too, because you're out there now as apostles, you're going to be with people that will be sitting at the gate of heaven thanking you for them getting there, if you obey. Someone called your name We turned and saw this young man And he was smiling as he came And he said, friend, you may not know me now And then he said, but wait You used to teach my Sunday school 
I was only eight And every week you would say a prayer Before the class would start And one day when you said that prayer I asked Jesus in my heart Thank you for giving to the Lord was changed Thank you for giving to the Lord I am so glad you gave Then another man stood before you and said remember the time A missionary came to your church pictures made you cry You didn't have much money But you gave it anyway Jesus took the gift you gave And that's why I'm here today Thank you for giving to the Lord That was changed Thank you For giving to the Lord I am so glad you gave One by one they came Far as the eye could see Each life somehow touched By your generosity Little things that you had done Sacrifices made I noticed on the earth In heaven now proclaimed And I know up in heaven You're not supposed to cry I am almost sure There were tears in your eyes As Jesus took your hand And you stood before the Lord He said, my child, look around you For great is your reward Thank you for giving That was changed Thank you For giving to the Lord I am so glad you gave Thank you For giving to the Lord 
You need people that will be in heaven thanking you for this. Elizabeth was shocked when Mary came to her at the visitation. Who am I that the mother of God comes to me? And I used to tell us this every message, thank you. And I can say that we owe a lot to a lot of the people for the virtues you have and what I have. One, a Protestant man I talked about the other day who became a Nazarene preacher. I learned more about morals, not in the sense of the Catholic saints, what they are, but as far as life and the morals of being just doing good things, this man, I'll be thinking in heaven. Because a lot of attributes that I wanted to adopt came from this man, a Protestant. So I don't have to be a saint in the church. Yes, I love Joan of Arc. She's my patron saint. I know the saints. We read about the saints. That's impressive. But we all can say we've met people out there just regular Christians sometimes that get more impact than anybody else. And we owe them a thank you. But our lady's coming to you as apostles to give you instructions to lead you to live a life that once you start, that through you, you're going to bring many, many souls to her. And you want to be at that gate for that. July 5th, 2008, a day of Thanksgiving. This was your third message you picked up there. And it was regard to, I asked Maria to ask her lady a question, and I responded to it. And this is extremely rare. The fact that we got such a kickoff with our mission is because the lady did so many things, not me. A lady did it. Maria was literally shocked. If you go ask her to ask her lady a question, no way. She don't get answers. Maria herself, I know, has asked things and the lady didn't answer it. I'm not saying we're special. The mission is important. She knew she had a special plan and she had to give us a foundation through messages of what we're going to be doing. So when I asked her on July 5th, which was the day of Thanksgiving for our nation, not Thanksgiving Day, we dedicated that day to a day of Thanksgiving. And so uh, we all gathered in the community. I won't read the whole thing. There's thousands of people in the field at that point. And Maria says, Our Lady blessed everybody in the field, all the religious articles, all our intentions. And then after she asks, she used my name, she said, Ask Our Lady about the special blessing, which you'll receive that in the cabin in the next day or two or three. The special blessing Joan explained to you. Our Lady did it four times in a place. This is something not just a regular blessing like you had today. This is something extraordinary. And it's something permanent that you receive for the rest of your life. She said, I asked about the special blessing. A lady smiled and said, Today, I give you my motherly blessing to take it to your homes, to your families. There's the family again. This is the fourth time now she's spoken to you about the family on the mountain. And what is the family when you think about it? You can just put right there in the middle of it, forgiveness. Every day there has to be forgiveness. It's the war zone. So a lady continues in a message somebody just died when they did this it's the age the number is how old they were and Father, Son, Holy Spirit Amen Mary, give this soul to you that's gone to eternity and if purgatory that these prayers will be a great benefit that they go into the light of heaven Hail Mary, full of grace the Lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady, Queen of Peace and Reconciliation. 
To be able to comprehend and forgive is a gift for that which is necessary to pray and to nurture it. Nurture, when you hear that word, what do you think of? Family. You nurture a child. You nurture a baby. You nurture your wife. You nurture your husband. The family has to be nurtured today because it's part of nature. It's part of creation. And nurture, you see how we have birds taking care of babies better than people are today. The stories we hear about is unbelievable. I just heard about a story of two twins born, could have been saved, but the hospital refused to help. One lived two and a half hours crying on the mama's breast, laying there, and the other lived 45 minutes. And they wouldn't do anything. This is what's happening to us. It's amazing. How do you do that? There's no love. And it's like the scripture says, toward the end, love will grow cold today. And that's where we are. To comprehend forgiveness and to forgive is a gift which is necessary to pray. So if you can't forgive, you have to pray for it. You have to fast. You have to Forgiveness doesn't say, oh, I forgave them, but I still mad at them or upset with them. No, forgiveness is you released it. They're normal to you. You don't harbor anything. Nothing in your heart. Cyril was a French friend, and people were doing bad things here against me, and he asked me about this, and what was he going to do? I said, I'm going to kill him. And he just looked at me, and then I added, with love. And he started dying laughing because he didn't understand the lingo in English so much, but then he caught on, and he started dying laughing. And that's how you do it. You kill him with love. And I've won over so many people by treating them like they were a friend who hated me, who worked against me, who despised me, who came back on my side. I just was dealing with the lady earlier. I ran across her. And the first thing she says, Alabama. She's from here. She used to be a communist. Alabama. I love your governor. (laughs) Abortion. You know, of course, we just did the strongest abortion law in the nation on purpose to go to Supreme Court. But this person caused me so much misery here you can't even imagine. And now she's, what is she to me now? I'm putting garbage in the dumpster. I didn't recognize it. It was wintertime. She had a scarf on. She goes by. I'm in the back of the truck doing it. She took it out of my hand. I didn't know who this woman was. What are you doing taking my garbage away? <laughs> so she gets garbage. She puts it in the dumpster. She turns around and recognizes She says, I'm going to put that garbage in the garbage, which I was shocked. I mean, that's, but love conquers death. Love conquers hate. Love submits to authority. And it puts you in peace. And you're free. And I killed her that way. <laughs> By forgiveness, you are showing you know how to love. Just look, my children, how the Heavenly Father loves you with a great love, with understanding, forgiveness, and justice. How He gives me, the mother of your hearts, to you. Now, this is something to stumble over. We know figuratively he's just saying he's giving a mother. If he gave this woman, a human being, totally human, not divine, God, his son, who was God, you don't think he can give her to you? This is literally what's going to happen. And this is literally what she's setting up right now. This new efficacy, our lady, is going to increase on the earth and last to the end of time because we can't 
be on par with Satan and his power and his prodigies. She is not going to leave in that sense. Her motherhood is going to be more powerful. You're going to feel her. She's going to do things. She's that active. You're going to see it if you open your heart. Only a pure and open heart will make such that you may truly come to know my son. That all who know his love will come to know it through you. So she's here to teach us. And this stuff is real. This efficacy I've been talking about, nobody's speaking about it. The visionaries are speaking about it. But I'm telling you, our lady's motherhood is big and it's going to be more powerful and she's going to do more than your mother on earth can do. You might not understand that, but you open to it, you tap into it, watch what happens. How he gives me the mother of your hearts to you. I am here among you to bless you with a motherly blessing. That's what she gave in our house. Everybody in the field. To call you to prayer, to fasting, to tell you to believe, hope, to forgive, to pray for your shepherds. She says to forgive. Right after that, she says to pray for your shepherds. Even the sequence of what she puts together means something. We have to forgive our shepherds. We have to respect them. They hold God. We can never forget that. But our lady's been given an incredible task, an impossible task, to calm down the world that is supposed to be unified in the church. It's not. To separate us from our shepherds, to give us a calling and a body of apostles to reunite with our shepherds to bring unity. But we have to separate to define who we are. Because we wouldn't let them do it. I gave this mission three times, three different priests. The first one was murdered. The second one died. The third one didn't want to take it when he found that out. <laughs> and it's true. It literally happened. And each time I said, you don't want me to run the mission. I wanted my business. I was making the money. I'd get carried to some money. And it would get, went through this whole series. And then three or four late people was going to go to it. Our lady stopped it every time. And it took me that long, six or seven people, that I'm supposed to be running it. I didn't want to. This was not my plan. And that's why I can say with authority what I say. Because I know I pushed it away. It's better not to run to think what you think God's will is, but make Him show it to you. Which was, was Elijah and the prophet. Three times he woke up, and God kept telling him what to do, and he kept pushing it off. You don't say, oh, I think God wants me to do that. Make Him show it to you. It's better to be slow and patient. He'll make that happen. But you'll get your ego in it or you'll think you'll want to do something for God. I never wanted to do this. But once I understood it, then I embraced it. I am here among you to bless you with my motherly blessing, to call you to prayer and to fasting, to tell you to believe, to hope, to forgive, to pray for your shepherds, and above all, to love without limits. You can't limit your love. Well, I've had enough of you. I'm through. I've done everything my whole lifetime. I'm through. I'm finished. Now, you can surrender that individual, our children, our spouse, but you can't stop loving. You can't have a limit on it. Unbounded love. Unbounded love was given to you on the cross. There's no limit that you can put on your love. Well, I've had it. That's it. If you do, you don't know love. You don't understand love. My children, follow me. See, there she is. I'm your leader. I'm your spiritual director. Because you're not getting it. I'm separating you from what you've been getting. You need the sacraments. You need the church. You need what they have. But I'm gathering you up to be a body of people to convert the whole world. 
My children follow me. My way is the way of peace, the way of love, the way of my son. It is the way that leads to the triumph of my heart. That's what she's here for, and it's through you. Eternal life depends on forgiveness. And you know if you really forgive, or you still harbor things. Release it here. This is the place. This is the dumping ground. When I went to Jerusalem, where the cross was put, there's a hole in the rock. If you've been there, it's, it's deep. And the cross was in there, and I got underneath the altar. Most people wouldn't do that, because the orthodox is there, and you don't do it. It's unorthodox to do it. And I went in and dumped all my sins in the world right through there, straight to hell. All the people, everything who's ever hurt me, I forgave everybody. So that's the key. Magical, if you leave here, knowing how to forgive, you've gained eternal life. It's that simple. In Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. May we give you these people, these pilgrims, these people who come to be your apostles. We ask that you give them extra graces for the efforts they put in the investment of seeing what you have for them. We seek this apparition tonight that you may give a special blessing and grace to each one of them. Hail Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee we cry out, poor banished children of Eve. To thee we send at our sighs, mourning and weeping with tears. Turn us, most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us. And after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of our own Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, the Holy Mother of God. Our Lady Queen of Peace and Reconciliation. And Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so that was a friend of Medjugorje speaking to the BVM Caritas Pilgrimage Group in Medjugorje, Sunday, June the 2nd, 2019. Again, there's more information on Medj.com about the upcoming pilgrimages. We know that many of you have contacted us and have said that you are feeling very strongly called to go this year. And so we certainly encourage you in prayer to do so. And so on behalf of a friend of Medjugorje, Caritas of Birmingham, the community of Caritas, BVM Pilgrimages, the Caritas Mission House, Medjugorje.com, and Radio Wave 24 Hours, good night.
This ends the radio wave broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.